0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew.
1: Glory to you, Lord
0: Christ. Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, The king was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, the wedding is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet. Those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found. Both good and bad, so the wedding banquet, wedding hall, was filled with guests. But when the king came into the sea, the guests, he noticed a the man there was not wearing a wedding robe, and he said to him, "Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding robe?" And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, "Bind him hand and foot." And throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you. there it is again, weeping and gnashing of teeth. You may have heard me say this before, but this is one of, I don't know if I would say my favorite lines in the gospel, but it certainly is an intriguing one. It's certainly one of the most dramatic. And I think it appeals to me because it's so a part of our experience and even for a priest and maybe especially for a priest who spent the last four months in a new city and in transition and in a house that was an absolute wreck of boxes and paper and tripping over things and not having an order. One of the first things that I took great pride in when I moved into the new house is finding the ways to St. Paul's, ways that I could take if I wanted to relax and go by the lake, ways of efficiency if I needed just to get here and come down Downer Avenue. But I had about two or three ways until this morning. (laughs) (laughs) And then when the host city decided it was going to run in front of me, And I came to street, after street, after intersection, after intersection, and had to turn and go another way. And it got later, and it got later, and all of the consolation of knowing they're not going to do anything until I get there didn't (laughs) help. (laughs) Because I knew I'd be looking at people probably gnashing teeth. But the most remarkable thing is that I did get here and with only one turn around and down streets that were familiar that I've been on and even went under the race when they went above a bridge and I found my way here and I pulled right up Marshall Street and there I was. Sorry. (laughs) I could still be wandering around out there somewhere. But I think that that is such the experience we have, isn't it? Control and our love of being in it. Our fear of being controlled. The anxiety and the fear that we know when someone misuses it. And just the frustration of being out of it. And I think that that, in some odd, gifted way, is what runs through all of the readings today. The reading from the Hebrew Bible, we know very well. The people, out of control, Moses away, they're not where they want to be. This distant land he keeps talking about, And they get restless, and they need the securities that they know. And so they have Aaron fashion an image for them. I think it's not quite accurate to say that they made other gods. They didn't make other gods. They did the worst thing. They tried to encapsulate God in the image that they knew and that would be familiar to them. And Aaron does it. And God is angry. What they forget is exactly what you hear repeated over and over in the story, which is to give them a sense of control or a sense of not having to worry about being out of it. I brought you up from the land of Egypt where you were being controlled. I freed you and this is what I've done. Go back and look at the story. It's, it's almost like a rhythm over and over and over. But that doesn't work for them. The need to be in control. Paul, speaking in Philippians, says basically, I am out of control. I have nothing more that I can do than just to rest in the assurance that I've been telling you about, to be thankful, to be calm. It'll all be okay. And Paul is in prison. And Paul may be just hours or months or days before his death. And yet that's the sense of handing it over. And then this gospel. Where Jesus sounds pretty out of control. He has been for a while now. Three parables in a row that are on the same occasion to those who are in control. The Pharisees and the elders. And he fires one off after the other. And then... Following that, he'll start into a big sermon of woes to them. And it's in this image that Jesus gives us that we're back to that difficulty of God being vengeful, burning people, burning cities, killing, taking the people out, casting them out of banquets. But remember that this image of banquet would have been very familiar to Matthew's community. It is the banquet of Proverbs that Lady Wisdom lays out and organizes in complete control. But there's another image that they would have known. It's the banquet of Dame Folly, who just sits by the door and lets anybody in and just pulls people as they come by it's the image of a prostitute anybody who happens by that'll work now it's very intriguing to hear those images and know they would have been wrapped into Matthew's community's mind especially because Jesus has been doing exactly that (laughs) sitting at banquets with prostitutes and tax collectors, and just a couple weeks ago told these people in control, these elders and these Pharisees, that they're the ones going into God's kingdom and banquet before you. Is God a prostitute? (laughs) I don't think that's the image that's there because God in the parable issues invitation. He doesn't just wait for them to come. He goes out and finds them by invitation. The good and the bad. And they're brought in to the wedding feast. And then The poor dude who didn't dress the right way. How could he know? (laughs) How could you know you were gonna need to be dressed for a wedding festival when you're just being invited and pulled into a banquet somewhere? What fault could it be? Maybe you didn't even have the clothes. What are those clothes of that festival? I think that they are the clothes of righteousness the close of justice, which is what righteousness means, the close of compassion and mercy that Jesus has been telling those in control they don't have and that these who are not in control, prostitutes and tax collectors do. It's quite remarkable and a gift, I think, that this parable comes in the middle of our giving campaign of our stewardship campaign because all I see everywhere I look at St. Paul's is this kind of activity. You go out and you invite into the festival and it doesn't always just happen here when we come back. It happens out there. See that's the reason we do it. I mean, it's really a, quite a selfish reason. <laughs> it's so that we will be ministered to because we know in that face of the stranger, in that face of the one who may be out of control, we find Christ. Those are the clothes we put on. And that's what this stewardship is all about. It's Money, yes, but even more than that. That is celebrating with righteousness and justice and preparing a banquet that all can be invited to. Listen to the images in that parable. The calf is slaughtered for the feast. The calf of the Hebrew Bible reading is slaughtered. The God you think you can control is put aside. And Jesus says the God that you can't is the one you encounter when you go out to those who can't be controlled. Many are called, few are chosen. We pray that our activity will not just make us one of the few, but will recognize the few that are called and chosen, good and bad, that present God to us in new ways those that put stop signs and block our way in the familiar avenues that get us where we need to go on time, those that change the way we think about something, those that present a Christ out there in the world that stops us. That's the banquet we're invited to. And it's the banquet we have here. But there's always room for more. And there need to be more invited. And there need to be more brought in. So that we can know Christ and God more fully. In this time, in this place. Amen.